Welcome to the Finding True Health podcast, episode number 53. January is notorious for being a time for New Year's resolutions and goal setting, and many of these include plans that involve our bodies and or our health. Unfortunately, many people make these goals from a place of diet mentality, which means their goals are likely to do the opposite of what they're trying to achieve, leaving them with even worse health, lower self-esteem, damaged metabolism, et cetera, et cetera, over time. So what if you want to work on improving your health, but you don't want to get sucked into the diet culture that surrounds each of us every day, especially at this time of the year? How can you tell the difference between making a plan influenced by diet mentality and making a plan influenced by love and respect for your body and the desire to treat it well? Well, we'll be getting into all of that and more in this episode, so let's dive in. Are you ready to be done with diets, done trying to mold your body to fit unrealistic beauty standards? Do you want to create a healthy lifestyle simply to feel better and have more energy each day? Do you want to finally find food freedom? Hey, I'm Jenna, a registered dietitian nutritionist. Not long ago, I was an overwhelmed mom and struggled to make myself a priority. I hated my body and wondered how I could stop beating myself up every time I looked in the mirror. I also felt frustrated about my health and wished I could get myself to exercise consistently, eat more vegetables, eat less sugar, you know, actually do the things I knew could improve my mood and energy levels. But I kept telling myself I didn't have enough time or motivation or willpower or, well, you get the idea. But with some help from God, I was able to turn my health and life around. And I want to help you do the same. In this podcast, you'll find trustworthy nutrition information, critical mindset shifts, and actionable advice so you can feel better, fill your life with sustainable, healthy behaviors, and be confident in your own skin, no matter your size. So if you're ready to make peace with chocolate, but love your salad too, this is the podcast for you. Hello and happy new year. Can you believe it is 2023? I can't believe it. I hope your holidays were wonderful. Mine were fantastic, although I did end up catching a bit of a cold, which I'm still getting over. So my voice might sound a little bit off today. I might cough or sniff here and there, but I'm going to try and edit as much of that kind of thing out as possible. Hopefully you can just bear with me as my voice might be sounding a little different. Well, we're in January. As I mentioned in the intro, tis the season for making goals and New Year's resolutions And unfortunately, tis the season for a barrage of messages about weight loss and dieting. It seems like every time I turn on my TV or my computer, I see an ad for a diet, a weight loss plan, a program, a pill, a powder, et cetera, et cetera. And in fact, just as I was doing a little bit of research for this podcast episode, I saw ads for Weight Watchers, Noom, and an intermittent fasting plan. So just... I know it's out there all over the place, and I know that it's always out there, but it's a little more in your face right now in January. So I wanted to do an episode on this concept of diet mentality and on the concept of wanting to make health goals without dragging that mind, that diet mentality in to those goals. In my opinion, there's nothing wrong with setting health goals if you'd like, if that sounds like something you want to do. Maybe you're like me and you overdid it a little bit on the holiday goodies, and perhaps you ignored your fullness and satisfaction cues here and there, and now you're feeling maybe a little more sluggish than usual, and you're just ready to kind of reset and focus on your health a bit more. 
I don't see anything wrong with that. And I'm all, all for setting goals and looking for ways to improve your life in all areas if you feel like it would serve you and if you do it in the right headspace and from a place of abundance and commitment and not scarcity and fear. And so I'm actually going to be doing a whole podcast episode on goal setting and implementation intentions and all that, uh, I believe, next week. So stay tuned for that. I'm not going to dive too much into that today. But I felt like this was an important topic to address first, because like I mentioned, if we're setting our goals from the wrong headspace, then that can ultimately harm us in the long run instead of help us. So let's get into this concept of diet mentality. What is it? What does it mean? Why is it so harmful? Well, diet mentality really comes from diet culture, and these terms are used somewhat interchangeably. And it's important to realize that you don't have to be a dieter or on a diet to have diet mentality. We are all surrounded by it. We live in a world that teaches it, especially here in the United States. And often we internalize its messages without even realizing it. I always say it's just the water that we all swim in, and it really affects us more than we probably know. In fact, in the book Intuitive Eating, Evelyn and Elise say, it's important to understand the influence of diet culture because it's everywhere, embedded in our lives, and it can impact you in ways that are not obvious. In fact, most of us don't even realize what a large part it plays in our thoughts and behaviors. And that's why they have reject the diet mentality as the first principle of the intuitive eating framework, because it's so important to start recognizing and becoming aware of how much diet mentality really influences us. I know I was kind of shocked when I first learned about this and then started looking for it in my life and looking for how the behaviors I had and the thoughts I had were really influenced by it. I was quite shocked because I'm not a dieter. I've never really been much of a dieter, but I was so surprised by how much diet mentality and diet culture had still been influencing me in various ways. Now, as far as I know, there isn't an official definition of what diet mentality is, but here's how I kind of describe it. Diet mentality is really a system of beliefs that teach that bodies are objects to be looked at and admired or criticized and that our value is tied to our physical appearance. It teaches that it's okay to judge people based on the size of their body, that small bodies are superior to large ones, that people, women in particular, should do all that they can to mold their body to fit whatever beauty ideals are popular at the time. I like what Erica Drost from Health Loft wrote. She said that it focuses on and values weight, shape, and size over well-being. And it's a culture that worships thinness, promotes weight loss above all else, and assigns a moral value to food as either good or bad. She says, as a result, this diet mentality has a way of praising those who are able to meet body weight, shape, and size standards, while at the same time punishing those who don't. And I also like what dietitian Heather Kaplan has to say. She's the founder of Weight Inclusive Nutrition and Dietetics. And she says, a diet mentality is one that decides your food choices for you, without taking hunger, fullness, cravings, daily life fluctuations or circumstances, or personal food preferences into account. It prioritizes, quote, health and weight management, i.e. body manipulation. A diet mentality is ever-present, battering you with a set of questions or food filters before you can decide what to eat. 
So that's kind of the basic gist of what diet culture, what diet mentality means. It's the judgments and assumptions we have about bodies. It's making choices because you want to lose weight and not necessarily for your health. It's planning your meals, your exercise, your life around this pursuit of thinness. And we have to remember that diet culture is really everywhere, both in really obvious, but also in subtle ways. You can find dozens of different diet plans out there being sold and promoted. I could list probably a dozen or so just off the top of my head. And a lot of these have their own sets of products, and you'll see those in grocery stores. You see all sorts of diet messages and diet mentality on social media, before and after pictures weight loss tips, diet plans. Uh, It's in TV shows, commercials, music, books. You can find diet mentality in school, at the doctor's office, uh, your grandma's house. It's in the conversations that many people have with their friends on who's on what diet and how many pounds so-and-so has lost and did you notice so-and-so gained weight? (laughs) All this talk about body size and what we're eating and all of that. There are certain words and phrases that are so ingrained in our everyday talk that we don't even realize that it's diet mentality talking. People talk about clean eating and cleanses and detoxes, about getting toned or ripped or eating low carb, low fat. They have goal weights. Certain foods are touted to be superfoods and so on and so on. So why is diet mentality harmful? What's wrong with all this? Why does it matter? What's the harm in participating in these conversations and perpetuating these thin ideals and messages that we get from diet culture? Well, the way I see it, there are three main reasons that I am opposed to spreading diet mentality. Three main areas that it's harming us. The first one is that it leads to weight stigma. And weight bias. And this affects all people of all sizes, not just people in large bodies, although those are probably the people who are affected the most. They are judged. They're harmed in different ways. They are neglected in the doctor's office. They are shamed and told that it's their fault for being large. There are so many issues and wrong things about weight stigma for people in large bodies. But it also affects people in smaller bodies because they have a big fear of gaining weight because they don't want to be judged and harmed in those same ways that big people are. And I can do a whole other episode on weight stigma, but that is one reason that I am definitely against diet culture and diet mentality. The second reason is that it leads to dieting, (laughs) being surrounded by all these diets, having friends go on them, seeing people lose weight, wanting to lose weight ourselves, feeling like we should be pursuing weight loss because that's what everybody else is doing. And that's what the doctor tells us we need to do, and that's what society tells us we have to do to be beautiful. All of that leads to going on these diets. And we have so much evidence that diets are harmful to our health. There are serious consequences to our physical, mental, emotional, social, all areas of our health. And some of these include um, people who diet have a decreased sense of willpower. They often have damaged metabolism. They have decreased satiety cues, lower self-esteem, less trust around food. They have increased episodes of binge eating and overeating, preoccupation with food, increased feelings of deprivation, uh, increased sense of failure, 
more stress and the harmful effects of stress on their body. Dieting leads to increased fat around our abdomen, which has been found to be the more harmful area to gain weight. The ironic thing is that dieting is one of the biggest predictors of weight gain. People who diet have increased social anxiety, and they even have an increased risk of premature death and heart disease, and we think this is because of cardiac wasting. When you aren't feeding yourself enough, then your body often results to using its muscle for energy, and that can include the heart muscle. So there are just lots of risks that come along with dieting. And by dieting, I mean um, going on restrictive diets usually, depriving yourself of energy, overexercising, not getting adequate calories, things like that. And then the third reason that diet mentality is so harmful is what dietitian Heather Kaplan was referring to when I quoted her that it, it interferes with our ability to tune into what our body really needs to eat intuitively and to create a healthy lifestyle that's actually enjoyable and sustainable and based on our personal preferences and circumstances. So if you're on board, if you are ready to reject the diet mentality, you do not want to go down that road anymore or even to begin with, but you still want to work on your health this year, how can you tell if, if the plans you're making, the goals you're setting are coming from a place of diet mentality or if they're coming from a healthy place? The line between creating a healthy lifestyle and following a diet plan can seem really blurry in a lot of cases. In fact, a lot of diet plans are actually call themselves healthy lifestyle plans. So even the term healthy lifestyle is kind of a tricky one. I use it because I still believe that you can create a healthy lifestyle, but other diets have latched onto that term as well and claim that their diet is simply creating a healthy lifestyle. So you have to be really careful and think really critically when you're taking steps to improve your health. Of course, there are more extreme, super restrictive diet plans out there, and those ones are pretty obvious and easy to spot. But there are also more flexible, non-restrictive plans out there. Um, the Mediterranean diet comes to mind. Something like that might even be considered to be a general eating guideline rather than a true diet. And then there are also just certain behaviors that might not be an official diet, but can still stem from diet mentality, like counting calories or cutting out entire food groups. We often call these pseudo diets. And then there's the fact that you can have the exact same behavior, and depending on where your mindset is at and your intentions and the reasons for doing that behavior, it could be considered to come from diet mentality, or it could be considered to be a healthy lifestyle change. Something like exercising or eating more vegetables or cutting back on sugar, depending on where your mindset is when doing these things will determine if you're doing it from a place of diet culture or from a place of just love and respect for your body. Some people are afraid to give up dieting because they're afraid that it means that they're giving up on their health and they'll just end up, quote, letting themselves go, whatever that means. They're worried that if they don't have some sort of a plan, some sort of structure, something to follow, then they're just going to kind of go off the deep end and not care at all about their health, not do any health-promoting behaviors. So if I am ever questioning, is this behavior coming from a place of diet culture, coming from a place of just wanting to be healthy, I have four questions that I like to ask. The first one is, is this something that I can and want to implement into my lifestyle 
forever, or at least for a very long time. You might not do that behavior till the day you die, but is it something you could foresee yourself doing until the day you die, if you wanted to, if you chose to? Is this behavior sustainable? Is it enjoyable enough? Is it realistic? Something that you can do for a long period of time. The second question is, does this plan or behavior encourage flexibility over rigidity? Life does not always go as planned. Life requires flexibility for something to be sustainable. So if the plan you're following does not seem like something you could follow through the ups and downs of life, then it's probably too strict and rigid and a result of diet culture. The third question I ask is, does this encourage me to pay closer attention to my own body's cues and not to a set of external rules? Is it encouraging me to work with my body instead of fighting against it? And the fourth question is, does this focus on overall health and not primarily on weight loss? Remember all aspects of your health, your mental, emotional, spiritual, physical, social, environmental, those all need to be taken into consideration when making any sort of a healthy lifestyle plan. And if this behavior or plan is going to interfere, going to negatively impact any of those other areas of your, of your health, then I say it's a no-go. So if the answer to any of those questions is a no, then I would say it's a diet or it's a behavior coming from diet mentality and you need to reconsider if that behavior is really worth implementing in your life. So let me just quickly run through those questions one more time. Is this something I can and want to implement into my lifestyle for a long time? Does it encourage flexibility over rigidity? Does it encourage me to pay closer attention to my own body's cues and not a set of external rules? And does it focus on overall health and not primarily on weight loss? If you could answer yes to all those questions, and I'd say it's a behavior worth shooting for. I have an entire program that is aimed at helping you create healthy, sustainable habits from a place of love and respect for your body and not from a place of diet mentality. So if you'd like to check that out, if you'd like to work with me, head on over to healththroughhabits.com to take a look at my programs. You can also go to jennawaite.com to learn more about me and get some of my freebies there. But I would love to help you with your health goals in 2023. And also make sure you tune back in for my episode on setting goals and when it's good to have a goal, when maybe it's not good, best way to think about your goals, all things goal setting for a little bit more on this topic. Now that we've got the diet mentality gone, we're going to be doing it for the right reasons in the right headspace. Let's get some goals set for improving your health this year. All right. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you found this episode helpful, I would be so grateful if you would hop on over to iTunes to leave a rating and review. Or if you listen on Stitcher, I think you can leave a rating. Um, I'm not sure all the other podcast platforms, some allow ratings, some allow reviews, but it just really is the number one way that you can show me that these episodes are helpful to you. They do take a fair amount of time and energy to put out every week. And so I'm always so grateful when people thank me through leaving a review. I'm also just super grateful for everybody that comes and listens every week. Thank you for being here. Best of luck as you navigate your way through all the diet culture that's surrounding us right now. I'm here in your corner. I'm cheering for you. Remember that your worth is not tied to your weight in any way, shape, or form and that you are amazing and lovable exactly as you are right now. 
All right, have a great week and I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Hey friend, I want to personally invite you to join me and the other amazing women in my brand new private Facebook group. It's an awesome community where you can give and get encouragement as you ditch diet culture and work towards improving your health. Click on the link in the show notes to join or go to facebook.com slash groups slash finding true health. I hope to see you there.